यानी भांग हजारों साल से हमारा कल्चर हमारा संस्कृति में है ये एक ताकत देने वाला सुपर फूड है बट ये मेरे को ना सिंपल क्वेश्चन है यस ऑफिशियली क्या हेम्प अलाउड है That is Jayanti Bhattacharya, founder of India Hemp and Co, convincing judges to invest in her startup on national reality show Shark Tank. Her company manufactures protein powders and cans of kombucha made with hemp seeds. Judges' skepticism to Jayanti's business is shared by many. Is hemp legal in India? The reason for this confusion boils down to hemp's cousin, marijuana. So you have in the big cannabis family, you have two strains. You have hemp. And you have marijuana. Marijuana में क्या होता है? THC होता है. But hemp में THC नहीं है. As Jayanti pointed out, the critical distinction lies in the amount of a psychoactive compound called tetrahydrocannabinol or THC. THC is responsible for the high people experience. Industrial hemp contains very low level of THC, less than 0.3 percent, in fact. Well marijuana can have high THC levels ranging from 3 to 30%. So hemp is not a drug. But few understand this. And companies in this space face a web of complicated regulations. What do you do with a plant whose seeds are superfood but buds are outlawed? What do you do if its fiber can be turned into fine clothes and sturdy ropes, but its resin is a prohibited narcotic drug that can land you in jail? Probably the hemp industry is valued at several billion dollars but it is getting impossible for Indian entrepreneurs to exploit this space what is holding hemp back in india sit tight as we delve into this question in the episode today it's 31st august and i'm a purva mittal you're listening to why is hemp hot but still not happening only on the morning brief past decade a clutch of direct to consumer brands has emerged selling food clothes and wellness products that are made from different parts of the hemp plant i spoke to sumit shah the founder of bombay hemp company one of the oldest players in the sector in many ways the journey of the company and the evolution of the industry has happened in tandem sumit you started out as a clothing brand in 2013 14 And since then, you've added wellness and nutraceutical products uh, to your offerings. But before we get into all of that, can you tell me how and why hemp? When we started off, we were just out of college, and it was in college where we had opportunity to travel across India. So when we were traveling across Maharashtra, Rajasthan, further up north, we realized that there's one crop which is pretty common across many districts, and that crop is cannabis. Simultaneously, along the same time, you know, we used to read a lot about cannabis getting legalized in the West, and the use cases started flowing up from there. So, being commerce and business students, that led us to question entire industry and led us to this exploratory path where we realized that you know one plant can provide fiber for textiles, it can provide seeds for the nutrition products, uh, the leaf and bud can be used for medical products. so why not look at exploring this opportunity for india 
and that was one of the primary reasons why you know all of us got together and got into to form bombay hemp company i guess one thing is that for someone who doesn't fully understand the crop it might be easier to get their buy in to wear something but when it comes to ingesting i guess it's like a whole different animal correct so i think uh, you make a fair point and that was one of the primary reasons why we started off as being heavy into textiles in the start because it took us some time to understand what the regulations around consumption products are and in that pathway we realized that bhang which is the cannabis leaf is a fairly integral part of the ayurvedic medical system there are plenty of formulations which mention cannabis leaf as a primary ingredient for indication areas ranging from gut health to sexual vitality to pain management to migraine so across the ayurvedic texts we realized that there is a certain recognition given to him then we started exploring what states in india have a provision for ayurvedic companies to work with hemp and cannabis based products so that's when we came across states like madhya pradesh orissa rajasthan and even uh, uttar pradesh which has these kind of regulations which allow companies to procure the raw material from the government manufacture the product and then bring it to market In the beginning, you mentioned organized and unorganized supply. Can you talk a little bit about how are you sourcing different parts of the plant for the various products you're making? So we work with multiple farmer groups across Uttarakhand. There are farmer groups which have been empowered to work with him. They are they grow the the crop from where we procure the seeds and the fiber. so again according to the current law which is in uttarakhand a farmer can grow cannabis under a regulatory system they have to procure a certain license and they can grow it for seed purposes and for fiber purposes on the organized side we work as i mentioned earlier with the state government so we work with the madhya pradesh state government the madhya pradesh state excise department to procure the hemp leaves from there and then that is processed to bring the final formulation or medical formulation that we require So seeds are used for foods and leaves are used to create wellness products that sounds simple to understand but what are the challenges associated with procuring quality supply because clearly it's not in your control I think this is one aspect where we have been working with the government we have also been working on improving the quality of cultivation that is happening we are working with some governments namely again Himachal Uttarakhand to bring about a cultivation policy to allow cultivation of hemp and cannabis for medical purposes so this will allow companies to work and work with the leaf work with the entire plant to make end final product which will be a medical formulation the fact is that the hemp players are heavily dependent on unorganized supply of hemp parts for the creams powders and kombuchas I spoke to Tarun Jami who founded a startup that sold hemp concrete to understand procurement and supply chain issues plaguing the industry. After working on it for a couple of years, he moved on to a different venture. It's like the value chain is where things started getting a lot more complicated where we didn't have ready access to the raw material there wasn't sufficient hemp. Also whatever hemp that was available was up in the hills or in remote regions so even for us to go and harvest any wild hemp bring it to a manufacturing uh, location process it and produce hempcrete the cost of producing hempcrete was about seven times 
higher than competing concrete or the similar materials. There was a huge amount of pushback from the industry. Builders, architects weren't getting a lot of confidence because it had so much biomass and organic matter present inside it. Lack of value chain was the biggest challenge. Even aside of the value chain, there are several challenges in producing hemp products, right? For sure. So I'll give you an example, right? Say if you take the case of textiles, hemp essentially uh, is sort of, when you compare a hemp fabric with that of a linen fabric, you would find more similarities than you would when you compare it with a, a cotton-based uh, fabric. Now, the problem here is European flags has had several centuries of cultivation and modernization and research and inputs that have gone into developing flax into what it is today. But when it comes to hemp again, it's had the disadvantage because there hasn't been sufficient scientific exploration slash product development with which you could bring it to have the same sort of you know physical and aesthetic properties that say flax would happen. But what I'm actually getting at is that for the industry to, to basically flourish, to take flight, uh, what we would need is a huge amount of scientific input to create products that can do better than what our, our conventional alternatives are. Regulations around hemp and its various parts are complicated. In India, central and state laws regulate the cultivation of cannabis plants and the Narcotics, Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Act or NDPS prohibits the cultivation of cannabis plants for its production, consumption, and sale of ganja, which is the flowering top, and of charas or hashish, which is a separated resin. However, cultivation of cannabis plants for its seeds, leaves, and fibers for medicinal, industrial, and horticultural purposes is allowed and regulated under the state laws. But most states have so far been hesitant in allowing cultivation. I spoke to Prasanna Nambutri, a former intelligence officer in the Narcotics Bureau and a lawyer to understand how he navigated this complex web of regulations while enforcing the law. Cannabis has been in use in the Indian horizon since time immemorial, both for religious purposes as well as for cultural entertainment purposes also. Cannabis has been in regular use, especially bhang. Any person who is dealing with the leaves and seeds he would not be subject to the NDPS provisions and any product is, which is manufactured from the leaves and seeds also will consequently fall outside the scope of NDPS. The entire medicinal hemp industry right now is dependent on cannabis leaf extract, aka bhang, to manufacture their medicine. The Ministry of Ayush gives license for the sale of these medicinal products while the excise department allocates the cannabis leaves required. There being lack of clarity as to if the products are manufactured, even if it is manufactured from the leaves, but if the final product contains THC, even if it is in a very minuscule percentage, whether this final product would be subject to NDPS or the raw material being outside the scope of NDPS, the final product would be viewed as not within the scope of NDPS. That is a question which remains to be answered. The current situation of NDPS law requires immediate arrest and prosecution, leaving the startups fending for themselves. Cannabis is a narcotic drug and TSC is a psychotropic substance. So whether a preparation containing TSC or a preparation from TSC would be subjected to NDPS Act, that needs to be answered. Till that time, 
the permissions granted under FSSI or the licenses by Ayush Mantrale to allow cannabis-based medicines to be manufactured and supplied would be meaningless. Interesting. It sounds like cannabis and hemp laws are a complicated web of regulations with a lot of unanswered questions. As part of the enforcement agency, what were the challenges that you faced with, you know, more and more startups coming in? How difficult was it for you to enforce these laws? I would refer to one of those cases, one of those investigations which I had carried out during my tenure as an officer of Narcotics Control Bureau. There was this case where there was a huge quantity of ganja, that was information, ganja which was coming from UP to Mumbai. This consignment was intercepted by us in the transport godown. The consignment was contained in many sacks and the sacks had all leaves and seeds. Flowers were also seen in the mixture, but it was very rare. Now, the person who was going to receive the consignment and the person who had sent that consignment, all of them were arrested and they were subjected to prosecution. The question came as to whether the seized quantity was in fact bang or is it ganja? And the report which was received from the analytical laboratory said that it is not ganja but bang because the flowering tops are absent. Hence, we had no option but based on that report from the analytical laboratory to file an application to discharge the accused persons. But again, the question would be if the flowers are very sparse or very rare in the huge quantity, mm. whether the entire quantity would be considered as ganja or it needs to be considered as bang. Because the definition of cannabis hemp per se does not state what would be the percentage of flowering top which would result the mixture to be considered as ganja. So there was lack of clarity. That lack of clarity still continues under the law. But when it comes to the manufactured products, if something is manufactured from bang, the end product would definitely contain the TSC. Now the question for the enforcement agencies is whether this TSC has traveled into the product through the form of bang or through the form of ganja, that would not be known. That is the biggest challenge. So I feel that what is important is for the government to come out with some sort of clarification, which allows the startups to thrive in India as to whether presence of TSC in the end product would not be indicative that the end product is subject to NDPS. That is a question which, which is open for answer. These regulatory complexities make it difficult for companies like Bombay Hemp Company to sell offline and online. Here's Sumit. So currently on e-commerce platform, we have to go through a lot of regulatory checks to be able to list it on these websites. Meta, for example, doesn't allow us to advertise for our cannabis-based products because it's their federal policy or it's their central policy where they don't allow advertising for this. Similarly, there is a few restrictions of advertising this on Google as well. So that creates a fair bit of restriction for us to, you know, reach out to customers to educate them. However, there are other ways of going about this where you focus product offline, uh, where we talk to a lot more doctors and we develop those channels of sale. So yes, as a normal D2C brand, you know, we may not have those avenues for advertising and publicity, but then you have to develop alternate means and modes for that. Okay, it's easy to sell offline or do you have to like deal with the law enforcement and other agencies to sort of just educate them that this is a legal product that we're selling on the ground? From a regulation perspective, if we are selling a topical product which has a limited amount of the cannabis leaf extract, you do not require a prescription for sale. It's an over-the-counter product. 
if you're selling any consumption based product that is when it has to be sold under a doctor's supervision so for us to sell you the product we require a doctor's prescription and that will that doctor will help guide you through dosage through tolerance limits through do's and don'ts to ensure that the customer gets the best efficacy what about a uh, customer education like what kind of with busting do you have to engage in uh, on a regular basis with your end customers correct so you know they, everyone minute you say bhang they always associate it to the holy and nasha so for us to be able to spend 5 minutes with them break it down for them that yes this is a medicine but this is also a medicine which has few other components this is a medicine which has ayurvedic texts and references which will help you in x y and z disease is where most companies in the cannabis space spend a fair bit of time and money so if more and more doctors are aware about it it adds to the confidence of the consumer we also are running clinical trials for all our products to ensure that it gives added data to not only doctors but also increases the confidence of the consumer yeah actually wanted to talk to you about that while there have been encouraging signals of hemp or cannabis derived components you know helping in management of anxiety pain etc uh, there has not been any definitive scientific studies proving these things as far as i understand so do you think the hesitation on part of doctors and maybe the end consumers is also because it's not like a 100% guaranteed result so cannabis is known for its efficacy in mainly symptom management again we are looking at a holistic plant based science we are not looking at a particular allopathic science so for example you take a paracetamol or another allopathic medicine it's x mgs of a certain of a certain drug of a certain chemical whereas cannabis uh, as a whole is usually a whole plant extract for our products we combine it with other plant based extracts to give you a a, a lot more plant based product or a plant based medicine so similarly across the world if you see that for the longest time you know there hasn't been intensive research been done on cannabis it's only in the past 5 to 7 years that the markets have opened up regulations have opened up and this has allowed companies to come in and take into account intensive clinical trials that will you know cover phase 1 phase 2 phase 3 that will study each and every part of the medicine and that will bring you a lot more guaranteed results globally cannabis derived medicine had a moment especially during the pandemic to understand the global scenario and how our neighbors and western countries are progressing on laws governing hemp i spoke to stephen murphy ceo and partner of market intelligence platform prohibition partners Stephen, could you give me a big picture overview of what is the global landscape of cannabis industry in terms of the market size and the opportunity? Yeah, so you may know the cannabis industry around the world is quickly accelerating. We estimate that in 2022, the global sales of cannabis that includes CBD, medical, and, and adult use cannabis amount to uh, just over 45 billion uh, US dollars. Uh, we predict that by 2026, uh, that will grow to $101 billion based on consumer demand, based on growing market access, and based on the globalization of cannabis. And Stephen, if, you know, if you had to narrow down uh, and you know, look at Asia, um, what is the opportunity in Asia and 
if we look at India and its neighbors, which country do you think has the most conducive environment to boost the hemp and the cannabis industry? Yeah, I think Asia is obviously the world's most populous continent. However, it is a relatively low prevalence of, of cannabis use at just 2%, you know, when combined. I think, look, you're currently seeing a process of re-liberalization in Asia where quite strict uh, drug control policies are now being reviewed in light of making more sensible and supportive and economically sound policies. This is obviously a lot more developed in Europe and certainly North America, but is now making its way to Asia in terms of reschedulization. You you mentioned hemp as, as an industry. You know, it, it has a long usage dating back millennia in Asia. Uh, it is, you know, by many the birthplace of, of hemp. Malaysia has had a strict opposition, but is now reviewing both medical and the industrial hemp capabilities. Now, in certain countries like Thailand and India, hemp operates under its own legal framework uh, with different set of laws compared to cannabis. Where, Like, for instance, in China, hemp is used in various industrial purposes and can make variations of it legal for use, but it is almost done on a state-by-state or region-by-region basis. You have the same with India in terms of its legal framework for hemp compared to its treatment of other cannabis uh, under the Section 14 of the Narcotics, Drugs and and Psychotropic Substances Act relating to what parts of the hemp plant can be used, how it can be used, and then the differentiation between industrial and, and medical purposes. And which country, you know, anywhere, not just Asia, has made the most strides when it comes to boosting the industry? You would obviously put the likes of Canada, a G7 country that has brought forward the first adult use legalization, uh, where, you know, it provides open access and a a reframe of of what cannabis looks like. You could say countries like Netherlands and Switzerland, where there is legal frameworks for for accessing cannabis, or Germany, which has kind of implemented a patient-first approach where cannabis is seen like any other medicine and is ultimately paid for by insurers or by the state. Australia is is leading a very patient-first model. So there's each market has a slightly different framework to suit their overall intentions, be it their intentions, is it social reform, is it health reform, depending on what they're looking for. And obviously they're trying to work within UN convention, but also their contributing legal frameworks. Despite all the walls that the hemp industry is hitting in India, entrepreneurs are waiting and playing the long game in hope of change. Here's Sumit again for the final word. What would be the turning point for the industry to actually unlock the next phase of growth? I think one of the the penultimate turning point for us would be states that we are working with allow us to undertake cult- cultivation of cannabis for medical purposes. So that will not only allow us to streamline our supply chain, uh, it will improve the quality of product, it will drop costs, Simultaneously, it will create a lot of awareness among consumers. It will also open up the opportunity for India to export medicine across the world. India anyway exports so many pharmaceutical billions of dollars of pharmaceutical medicine. We can just add one more product to the pipeline and have the ability to bring this to the world. Things are changing though. The Indian government is recognizing the potential of medicinal hemp, which is its most lucrative segment. 
Pharma company Bio4 in May became the first company in India to receive approval to manufacture and market cannabidiol. It took them five years to secure these approvals. Government-sanctioned cannabis research project in Jammu is also trying to produce export-quality medicine using cannabis plants. Whether these green shoots developed into actual businesses or remained siloed experiments will decide whether the true potential of hemp can be realized in a country that is one of its oldest users. You were listening to this episode on The Morning Brief. It was produced by Sumit Pandey and our sound designer is Amrit Reji. A new episode of The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday on whichever listening platform you prefer. Thank you and have a great day ahead. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description.